Hi, Rabbi Schaefer here, and I'm very excited to tell you that the new book, The Ten Really Dumb Mistakes That Very Smart Couples Make, is going to be available this Hanukkah. It's been very, very widely received. We sent out about a thousand pre-publication copies to marriage therapists, people who work with young couples, and the response has been really, truly amazing. Please look for it at the schmooze.com, T-H-E-S-H-M-U-Z.com, or your local Jewish bookstore. Here we go. All right, so, So we said in the beginning, the Derech Hashem explained that the sole purpose, the only reason why Hashem created the world, was to give of His good to mankind. People love to ask, what does Hashem want from me? What, what, nothing, zero. There's nothing that Hashem lacks, nothing that Hashem needs, nothing that you could ever do for Hashem. Hashem is Shalem, complete, total. The only reason Hashem created us and everything in existence is to give to us the opportunity to grow, the opportunity to be close to Hashem, the opportunity to be Kona, our world to come. And we'll get involved a little bit now <coughs> how we do that. Okay, so now we now we skipped. For those who want to actually read inside, we're now in Paragimel. Chelek al Paragimel. Bechira Sa'adam. Man's choice. Kvarzachano Sa'adam Osa Abriya Nivra we already mentioned that man is that creation that was created to be Dovek Tashem. In other words, uh, putting Peter with all due respect, the sole reason why everything in creation exists is Adam. There is no reason for everything else in existence, from the smallest to the greatest, other than to serve humankind. Um, so with all the respect to the people um, who have a difficulty discerning the difference between human beings and animals, it's everything in cre- it means to say, everything in creation means malachim, all the things that are, that are leagues and leagues above us were also created to serve man. Okay, so in any case so all of this was for to give an opportunity to a bria to a creature, to be davek Hashem this creation, this person is mutal bein shleimus and chasronas is set between perfection and chasronas and and lacking thereof, and the capacity is his hand, to be kona shleimus. However, this has to be with his free choice, because had he been forced by his actions to choose, he would not be called shleimus, he would not be Bailov, therefore he had to be given free choice. Okay, so in very simple terms, when Hashem created us, Hashem wanted us to earn our world to come. Um, now, really, as the Derech Hashem explains, and I'm going to cheat a little bit, we're not going to read it inside because people say I'm, it's a little boring, So, but one of the biggest so that the Derech Hashem discusses is the fact that the world was created with absolute equilibrium. In other words, man was created with an exact, perfect balance where he could just as easily perfect himself, just as easily go to the other side. And if you look around at our lives, you'll quickly see that doesn't seem to be true at all. In other words, meaning, um, if you've ever tried to work on anything, if you've ever tried to grow, if you've ever tried to change the essence of yourself, you'll find it very, very difficult. And that's because we are now in a very different state than other Mauritian was, and the world is very, very different than what it was initially intended to be. Um, and the way we're existing now um, is not the original intention, not the way it was supposed to be. And we'll see in a minute what, what that means. All right, so let, let's start with the following. <coughs> what was it like for other Marishan? 
<coughs> Adam Rishon opened his eyes and with a fully loaded Wikipedia looked out on the world and understood everything. He understood the reason for creation, he understood why he was created, he understood exactly what life was about, and <coughs> he was in perfect balance. Perfect balance means um, he could easily go this way, easily go that way. Let me, let me do this also, we'll, we'll make it very quick to, for anyone who doesn't understand what perfect balance is. Anyone ever try to change any behavior? Okay, how easy was it? <laughs> get the joke? So Admiration was malleable. Malleable means he could shape the essence of himself, he could change himself. So here, let me use the muscle, we used this before, but it's worth repeating. If I decide I want to diet, so I will struggle mightily, I'll decide I will not eat this food, and I'll want it, I'll want it, and not want it, want, but I'll be in an everlasting struggle. Admiration had no struggles. He was created in perfect equilibrium, and he was created almost outside his body in the sense that he wore the suit of a bear, but he wasn't inside the bear. He wore the suit of a bear, but he wasn't pulled by the, <clears throat> by the desires and the, and the needs. He was um, very much almost separate from it, and again, in perfect balance, able to decide and not decide. So let's imagine for a minute that other Rishon decided he wanted to lose weight. He would not go on a diet. He would just say, I no longer wish to desire eating chocolate cake. And that was it. Done. He was male. He was plastic. He was able to shape the essence of him. His so then, <coughs> how did he do that? Hey. How did he mess up? God's very good at doing that, which God does, huh? Well, we'll get to that in one minute. Meaning, I'm, I'm going to make your question even better before we answer it. But <coughs> let's understand something. He's created in perfect, perfect balance able to choose good or choose bad, but nothing is pulling at him. Nothing is, is you know, we're constantly at, in a, at war with desires and interests and, and jealousies and t- troubles. and We're like constantly, there's none of that. Absolute balance, absolute equilibrium, and able to choose based on his desire and wishes to choose whichever way he wanted. And again, anything that he wanted to change, he could instantly change. So let's again, let's go back to the diet muscle only because it's, it's very tangible. So if he decided he no longer wanted, a, he wanted to lose weight, he would just no longer desire that food. When I decide to go on a diet, it's forever a battle. It's forever a... And again, even if I'm good at it, and if I win, and for two months I'm strict, but it's still it's a battle. None of that existed. Now, in a very real sense, what that meant was... He could perfect himself in terms of his character traits, in terms of his understanding of Hashem. So, for instance, if Adam Rishon felt it was a tad too much arrogance, his Nevesha Bahami would change. If he decided there was a tad too much competition or jealousy or whatever it might have been, he would just will his, his self to be different. Um, it sounds like almost magic, and it was. Um, so let's deal with the question. So how, in fact, could he be so dumb? He sure did. He wouldn't be held responsible. He's not. He didn't do it purposely. Well, there are different ways to understand and learn it, but bottom line is, Hashem said, don't. He said, I'm gonna. Right? I mean, it's called hate of Adam Rishon because, because it's a sin, not because it's the mitzvah. Right? It was wrong. He, he messed up. It was wrong. I'm sorry, you had a question? No, I was going to add to hers. <laughs> okay. So, and, and let's understand sort of in, in perspective why it, it should sound very, very difficult to understand. Um, most of our life we spend, not just in a haze and not understanding, 
Um, there's so little that we really grasp and so little that we really understand. Um, when Adam Rishon opened his eyes, he understood everything in creation. When I say fully loaded Wikipedia, you know, the beauty of Wikipedia is you look it up and whether, a lot of it, by the way, is, is actually correct. Um, but imagine you had a Wikipedia that was loaded by God, you know, written by Hashem with all the facts in creation, and this is how this system works, this is how this system works. Meaning when Adam opened his eyes, he realized that rain was lacking from the world. How do you know rain was lacking in the world? Right? The Medrash tells us that Hashem didn't want it to rain. Hashem waited till Adam opened his eyes, and then Adam would ask for rain, because only then would he appreciate it. How do you know that rain is lacking? You just open your eyes, you see, oh, world, wow, it's complex, it's vast, it's amazing. Wow, look at it. Oh, wait a minute, rain, rain is missing. There's no rain. How do you know about rain? Who told you about rain? He was fully, completely brilliant. Meaning, you know, again, I mentioned this last week, but it bears repeating. In other words, when the Malachim said, what is the nature of this man? Hashem said, we're going to create man. The Malachim said, what is the nature of this man? Hashem said, His wisdom is greater than yours. And again, Hashem said, I'm going to prove it to you. When Hashem created man, He said to the Malachim, name the animals. None of the Malachim can name the animals. And Hashem said, Adam, name the animals. Zu chamor, zu sus, zu shor. Now the Mepharshim explains that when He gave a name, it wasn't the way we use a name. We call it an object that has a flat top and four legs a table. That's a term of convenience. It's, it's a label. It just it doesn't define the essence of it. It's just uh, it's a convenient way to describe it. In French, you call it one thing. In Hebrew, you call it a shulchan. In English, you call it a table. It's just a label that refers to that object. What Odom Rishon did when he named the animals was define the essence, proclivity, and nature of each animal with one term. In other words, Hashem wrote the Torah first and then created the world based on the Torah, and the letters of the Torah are formed the world. So if you really understood the, the actual letters and how they formed you, that, that is basically the DNA of creation. What Adam did was he discerned Hamor. This is the nature, the essence, the, the, the proclivity that this animal, this is what it is. In other words, with that term, he defined the essence of it. And each animal, one after another after another, he got dead right. The Malachim were astounded. They wanted Big Shalom Hashira. They, if it, whatever this means, they, they mistook him for Hashem. His wisdom was so phenomenal, his understanding, that they, they wanted to say Shira to him. In any case, and so here's the question. You have a man who opens his eyes and understands the world perfectly. Everything in creation, understands where everything fits in, understands there's no rain, any damas rain, understands why Hashem made him. So how, how, do, you, um, how do you mess up? How do you eat from the Eitzadas? And, and let me, if you want to know what that means, um, <clears throat> the next time you go to a shiva call, and let's imagine it's a rough shiva call. Let's imagine it's a, you know, a young woman who passed away and there's seven, seven uh, orphans there and, uh, and a husband. And I want you to say, Hashem did not want this to be. Don't tell it to the people there. But I want you to say to yourself, Hashem did not want this to be. Because as you know, before Adam Rishon sinned, there was no death. Death did not exist. In the original plan, in plan A, Adam was put into Gan Eden. He was supposed to grow, accomplish, reach his level of perfection, and in that state, thereby live forever in that state, and death was not part of the picture. So when Hashem created Adam, Hashem gave him the keys to Mysabracious. What that means is, He said, this world has a spiritual underpinning. Everything in the physical world has a spiritual underpinning that keeps it in existence, we're not attuned to it. You know, we're, we're a little bit aware. 
in Western civilization, we're, we're somewhat aware of of electrons, we're somewhat aware of substructures, we're aware of quarks, but we're not aware of the ruchni underpinning of everything in existence. But anything in the physical world has a spiritual entity that's larger, bigger, and keeps the physical entity in existence. But the key to the spiritual entity is that it's all dependent on how it's used. And when Hashem created Adam Rishon, Hashem said to Adam, Pay attention that you don't ruin my world. Meaning everything in creation is dependent on you. If you use it properly, it will be elevated, it will be strengthened. You'll use the Ruchni as part of it properly, it'll be strengthened and the physical elements will be strengthened thereby. If you misuse it, you're going to weaken the spiritual elements, thereby weaken the physical elements. He gave, Hashem gave the keys of Mysabratius to Adam and said, This is your world. If you use it properly, it'll be elevated, it'll be phenomenally strong. If you misuse it, whatever. Adam misused it and introduced was death, working, tsarleda. Everything that we now struggle with was only a result of that sin. So now, what's the question? So, if he was so perfect, how did he do it? How could he be so dumb? Well, he still had, no. had Bechira. Bechira means that you choose between good and not good. Well, but, but so how? He chose not good. And you're right. That's what means. But, but the question is, you, no, you're right. That is the yeah, answer. It's just at a different level. It doesn't make a difference. He had Bechira. It's about like, line. He was greater than, like, Rav Chaim Kanievsky, right? Uh, uh, like, yeah. yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Could you imagine if Chaim Kanievsky, if Hashem said no, uh, doing something? And not just that. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's just a different. I'm just saying. And Chaim, watch this. If you do, if you do what I don't tell you not to do, you're going to destroy the world, the entire civilization. Every, it's it, it's going to be all. Yeah, the kavanah to make right. a, a the ability to make a kesh Hashem. Um, he had the ability, but the question is, how did he, how did he blow it? How did he? Why did he? She was the cause of the problem. Right, that's what I'm asking. She yeah. had the same kind of knowledge. Yes, like absolutely, yes. She did. She had the same wisdom, same clarity like Adam had. Yeah. So then the question more is how did she blow it? How did she blow it? Maybe they rushed <laughs> how she was supposed to do it. But what, see, I mean, again, you're really, you're right. This is the answer. But like, just to understand the, to understand the question, how do you rationalize when, like, Hashem, like, we're all confused. I don't see Hashem. I don't know what it is. But Hashem created Adam. And Adam knew. And Hashem spoke to Adam and told him, this is the reason for creation. <coughs> Pay attention. You don't do like, there was no confusion. Like, rationalize. Where, where, where's the level of rationalization? How do you rationalize? How do you, how do you blow it? How do you... Um, because ego came in. There's no perfection. There's no... Perfection. So uh, I think really this is the answer. Hashem is very, very good at doing that which Hashem does. Hashem gives us Bechira, Hashem gave Adam Bechira. Very different sort of what, the, what, it's, what they call Nekudus Bechira, meaning very different points of, of, of choice. But Adam Rishon was created with free will. Free will means he could just as easily go this way and just as easily go that way. Now we may not understand it. For the life of us we may not understand it. And I may look at him and say... What are you thinking? But that's because I'm judging from my perspective, from my understanding, from my personality, from my experiences. And you guess what? I'm sorry? You know the results. It's like you, you know. Yeah, I also know the end of the story, which didn't end well. I, I saw and the movie. What was, what was Adam's reaction after that happened? Then what For 130 years, he fasted. He didn't touch his wife. For 130 years. That's why he didn't know children. He, he, because he was in, in like utter... 
you know, regret, shock. Like he, he, he knew what he did. He like. And then what happened to the other seven hundred years? Yeah, after, <laughs> um, yeah, he lived nine hundred and thirty yeah. years. So he had another seven hundred years. <laughs> I guess the next seven hundred were better than the. I don't know. Um, but the point is that that he was given free will, and and this is the big chiddush. <clears throat> See, the most difficult thing for us human beings to ever understand is free will. Um, it makes no sense for Adam, and it makes no sense for us either. It's really very simple. It, it, it's, it's anything... Look, we know that any mitzvah helps me, every of area damages me. We discussed last week, tied laundry... Did anybody go home and, and take uh, laundry pods? Swallow? No? Nobody? Nobody? I don't know why not. I mean, it's pretty tempting, no? But imagine there was something that was tempting, but I know it's damaging to me. I'm not going to do it. It's just It's absurd. So how do you give Adam free will? How do you give us free will? Now, with us, it's a lot more complex. Um, and, and a lot of it has to do with the fact that we're, we're living in this haze and this utter sense of confusion, um, which Adam Rishon was not. So for a minute, let, let's jump back to Adam Rishon's state of clarity, and then we'll compare it to ours. Um, I want you to imagine the following. This is a very interesting little thought experiment. Imagine that you were put into someone else's body. I, the one who thinks, the one who feels, I, the same I, was put into the body of another person. But one little knetch. And that person was a smoker for 30 years. Okay? I never smoked. I, I, I disgusted by the tobacco. But, but the person I was put into the body of was an avid smoker for 30 years, smoked two packs of cigarettes a day. What do you think would happen to me? Okay, I guarantee what would happen to me immediately is, oh, man, I need a cigarette. I need a cigarette. What do you mean I need a cigarette? I got to smoke. What are you going to smoke for? Because I got to smoke. I need, I need it. What do you mean you need it? I don't. I need it. Like a lung transplant. I need I need a cigarette. But, 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 but what do you mean I need a cigarette? I don't want to smoke. I hate smoking. I need it. I got to do it. I got to do it. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop it. What are you I got I to have it. What are you doing? Stop it. What are you, don't put it in your mouth. It's lit. It's gonna, I got to do it. I have to do, stop it. What are you doing? I got to do it. I got to do Oh, oh. What are you doing? That contradiction is us. That contradiction is because I was put into this body, and this body has desires and appetites and needs that I may want, I may not want, but they are there. Admiration did not have that. He was totally, um, when I say he wore the bear suit, in other words, <clears throat> we're put into the bear. <laughs> we're in the Nefesh Bahami. The I am speaking to you, I'm sort of nefesh behind me, nefesh is sickly, mixed in, mixed up, and I'm ever confused and ever pulled, and I'm this way and that way, I'm, I'm, because I'm inside the bear. Adam Rishon wore the suit of a bear. If you'd like to know what it's like, it's like Adam Rishon will put on a robot suit, and you walk in the room. The, the robot is, a, is an automaton, it's a mechanical entity, it doesn't influence him, he uses it to get around. That's not us. We don't wear the suit of the robot. We are the robot, the desires, the appetites, the hungers, the needs. <clears throat> it, that's a part of me. Um, and again, I think the, the smoking muscle is a very good muscle because, again, if you were put into the body of a different person, you would have all of their uh, dispositions, their desires, their needs, their temperament. Um, folks, <clears throat> how many people have decided to make their personality as it is now? 
Raise your hand, please. So uh, the reason you're not raising your hand is because you're shy. But even if you weren't shy, you wouldn't raise your hand because none of us really chose. You know, Daniel Goleman, in the book Emotional Intelligence, writes about the fact that at 22 months of age, they can determine the nature of the child. Extroverted, introverted, bold, or timid. Because hardwired at birth is much of the nature of the child. Now, can you go further with what you're given? Absolutely. But within a given context, within a given parameters, and the people who are nervous were born that way. People who are very lazy were born that way. Now, you can change, you can grow within certain amounts, but there's a given sort of set point that you begin at. And if you go across all the gamut of all the midos, you know, you start with jealousy, you start with anger and arrogance and laziness, and you go through all of them, you start it at a given set point. That means to say, anger, you might have been from 1 to 100 or 25. Jealousy, maybe a 40. Laziness, a 20. Um, Alacrity, meaning, so if you go across the gamut, there was like, I look at like teeth, uh, you know, on uh, on a key, the the teeth of a key. In other words, so each of us starts with a given temperament, a given inclination, and we're battling that our entire life. That was not Adam Rishon. He didn't have any of that. Absolute clarity of vision, absolute clarity of thought, able to choose. Um, and the reason it's important to understand is not just sashkafically, but it's important to understand us. And important to understand how much we're influenced by the animal, when I say the animal, meaning the body, the drives, the desires, how much it influences me, and how much the work I have to do to get anywhere is. Um, so let's talk about um, let's talk about change. Who, um, anybody change Amida here? Doesn't it take a yeah. lot of time? It, to perfect me, that yes, to perfect me, that Rishonah says it's harder to learn shas and to perfect. But let's talk about changing, changing. Let me hear. I've been in OA for twelve years. I didn't have um, sugar, flour, cake. I haven't had chocolate, challah, anything. Okay, that happens to be an awesome accomplishment, and crucial. But <laughs> here's the question: Did you change the mida? Uh, now maybe you did. You, no you, longer you, want it. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't look at it as something that's like in my realm of eating. Okay, that, that happens, that's great, that's very impressive, and, that's, and I hate to say unusual, <laughs> <laughs> because most people do very, very little work, um, internal work. Um, I know some people, I know <clears throat> there are people I know who have, done, have major, major strides in their, uh, in their midos, um, I knew a guy who today, if you'd meet him, you'd say he's an average guy. No, but I know I know him for many, many years, and he was an arrogant buffoon, like a really like sun rises in my honor kind of, you know, like. And now he's just a normal guy. But but I'm telling you that it was a tremendous amount of work. It was like years and years, decades, um, <clears throat> decades of work. Um, it's unusual. The vast majority of people just are. They don't even realize that we're supposed to work on me. They don't even understand that it, that's a major part of, of our avodas Hashem. The, the main, our main avodas Hashem is working on, as Derek Hashem explains, on our midos and haskalah, understanding Hashem, the, the, the wisdom, the enlightenment of, of understanding, which really is what Torah, learning Torah and mitzvahs all serve that purpose. But the point is that if you try to change a midah, 
I guarantee you're going to find it very, very, very difficult. Um, and the reason why you're going to find it very difficult is because, again, we're in this bare suit. We're in this Nefesh Bahami, mixed in, mixed up, and it doesn't change so easily. Um, now, that's very interesting. Why? Because one of the main jobs of the Neshama is to change the guf. The Darach Hashem explains to us that one of the main accomplishments and one of the main tasks of the Neshama is to change me. And the system is broken. And it doesn't work. Um, now, we're going to discuss a little bit later how it really does work, but there's a reason why it doesn't work. And the reason why it doesn't work is because when Adam Rishon sinned, what he did was he changed the entire Bria to the extent that now I'm inside this bear, I desire it, I want it. So again, let's go back to the smoker, right? I'm now in this body, and I, and I don't want to smoke, but I want to. I don't, I do, I don't, I do, I do, I don't, I don't. It's going to take me 20 years of working on it, or 12 years of going to uh, alcohol. Uh, is there such a thing as nicotine? Oh, nicotine Anonymous. Nicotine Anonymous, I don't know if I'm my smoker muscle. Now, I know you're, no, I'm saying for me to get rid of my smoking desire. Um, but in, in other words, if I work on it for 20 years, I might make headway, but it's going to be 20 years of long and difficult work, and it's going to be one area um, and not much else. Yeah. What about Balchuva? I mean, like you asked anybody to change, I'm thinking, huh, I grew up not from and I became Balchuva. So that's mm-hmm. also a major change. It is, and it's a major accomplishment. And you know, one of the big problems that Balchuva face, and maybe you're aware of it, but. Um, it's when, when they hit a plateau. In other words, like this, I'm not from, and so I take on Shabbos and kosher, and wow, I'm growing, I'm changing, I'm changing. But after two years, that's it. Now the growth is very slow and incremental. And that exhilaration that I was getting for is sort of like, what are I, you know, last year I was there, and now I'm here. But now, the year later, I'm a little, you know, very small incremental <coughs> growth. And that's, it's, that's one of the real issues that Bali Shuva often face because the growth then becomes much more difficult, much more tiny, tiny steps um, and that's, that is a big reality of um, uh, so, here's the, so here's the question again um, how much has anyone changed? Um, how much have you worked on yourself? and even if you do work on yourself, and folks this is one of those honest admissions over here, I've been learning Musa now for how old am I? a couple of years um, 41 years 41 years I'm 41 years old um, <clears throat> so I've been learning Musa for 41 years there was only a very short period of time very short period of time when I was a Rebbe when I, for a few months I didn't learn Musa daily I don't know why I didn't it was the biggest mistake I made a lot of dumb mistakes and, but other than that I've been learning at least a half hour a day and for, often far more than that for th- 41 years okay good so now, by now, I should be a great tzaddik, right? Right. Learning and implementing is not the same. No, but I'm talking. I'm 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 serious. I don't I don't mess around. You ask anyone who went to yeshiva with me, I was a very focused, very, <coughs> very diligent, very serious guy. I didn't. I worked on stuff, and more than that, I had dreams and goals and aspirations, and 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 really concrete goals I was going to be. So <coughs> I hit that point. Um, it was five years ago when I was ready to jump off the bridge. Why? Because after a while, when you work on it, work on it, work on it, and you say it's okay, 
See, when you start out when you're 19, it's, let's go. I'm going to work on my gaiva and my kina and sinna and davening in a moon. It's going to be, I'm going to be, are you kidding? By the time I'm 30, I'm going to be humble. 40, wow, 50, wow, by the time I'm 60, oh my God. Okay. But the problem is when you, when you get through those milestones and you wake up, let's say, uh, uh, a number like 60 or something like that. I mean, not me. I'm saying somebody else might. Um, and you say to yourself, okay. What happened to all those goals? What happened to all those big changes? What happened to those big... And you say, uh-oh. So, again, this hit me about five years ago when I said, I'm likely not going to make it. Like, all these grand plans were nice, and but they're not happening. So, um, before you jump off, anybody share my understanding? Isn't that so, similar to being a Baal's Shiva, like where you get to this point and then you realize, like, okay, you know, I'm covering my hand, I'm eating kosher, and all the blah, blah, blah. But but like my kavana is like forget it you know. <laughs> it's a um, kind of thing. Yeah, you're right. But but I was not. I was driven. I was driven, and I was not taking any captives. And I was. Yeah, uh, but when I first became from, I was also planning on becoming the tzedekas of the world. I think my davening was better then than it is now. Okay, so I'm going to let you in on the great secret before you jump off the bridge with me. <laughs> Please do not, please do not leave it. What? You become jaded. No, you, no. What? Okay, so let me tell you. No, it's very difficult. Life is hard. That's it. Life is hard. It's hard to change. Okay, so here's scenes of coming attraction. Remember, we, we jumped through the whole Derek Hashem, I think it was two or three weeks ago. So I want to jump to a piece now that was really, to me, was one of those thank God moments. Okay. So what happens when I'm in this world? So I'm here for a few short years to grow, accomplish, to change the essence of me. <clears throat> My body is, is put in the ground. I separate and I go to Olam HaShamos. Um, now, in Olam HaShamos, what happens? So the Derech Hashem explains that Be'etzim, the Neshama was created to change the Nefesh Bahami. Because of Adam's sin, it can't do it. But let's assume I'm doing the work now. In other words, I'm working on anger. And I'm trying to, I can't change because the body is preventing me. I'm in this heavy, heavy cloak of physicality. Um, <clears throat> as much as I try to change, I can't change. But what happens is, whatever work I do creates the shadow man, where this shadow of me starts getting bigger and bigger based on what I do. Meaning, <clears throat> my neshama changes because, um, and it was when I work on something, let's say anger, so my neshama becomes bigger. Now, it can't change me as I am now because I'm stuck in this body and the body still screams out, I want to smoke, I want to get angry, I want to do whatever I want to do. So physically, I can't change it, but the neshama definitely changes. And every step, the neshama gets bigger and bigger. And it's almost like the shadow of the neshama becomes bigger and larger and larger. And you work on gaiva, you work on kin, you work on sin, whatever you're working, with larger and larger and larger. Now, the human being, as he is, is still a little small person. And he's still functioning at a low level. But what happens is, once the body's put in the ground, his shadow is huge, and then you fill in your shadow, whoosh! You become everything that you should have been, everything that you were held back because of the body, you fill in, and suddenly whatever real work you worked on, that again, you was only held back because of the body, you're allowed to accomplish, and you become this huge entity, or whatever you, whatever you worked on. So, um, so don't get jaded. But that means in plain language like this, I'm going to work on... Let's go back to the eating muscle because it's a good muscle. I don't want to desire chocolate cake. I desire it. I don't want to. I do. I don't. I, I'm not going to. Every time I resist, I become a little stronger in that area. 
Now in the end I caved in and I ate the chocolate, but for two days I resisted, for three days I resisted. And my neshama became stronger, um, it became bigger, it became more, the shadow of it grew. Now again, I in the end caved in, and therefore I'm the same, kind of like still in the mud, still kind of just going through the motions, but the neshama became bigger and bigger, and every area that you work on, that's what happens. So, you work on something physical that changes your neshama? So uh, I'm going to assume that, that taiva, you know, taiva for, for food is something that needs to be controlled, Used properly, it's holy. Misused, it's not. So it's like any desire that that yeah, part of our avodas Hashem is. Someone who goes to NA or AA and they work on not taking narcotics or whatever that strengthens. <sighs> so narcotics, I'm not sure about. Um, <clears throat> I can say that the people who are really successful in Overeaters Anonymous, you could see the changes in them. I, I am a big fan of AA. A big fan of AA. Everything else is a, is a derivation of AA, but AA is it's a beautiful system, and I've 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 dreamt of bringing it into the firm world for many many years. It's it'll never work because there because AA has something that we don't have, and that is um, when you right desperation. Meaning when you know that you that if you take another drink you may die, and you know that you can't not take another drink, that's called desperation. When you're desperate. You do the work necessary, whatever it takes. Unfortunately, <clears throat> unless you're desperate, you're not going to be driven to do the work. But by the way, AA is a lot of <clears throat> basics of Musser. So <clears throat> assuming that, you know, again, for me it's a muscle, the, the chocolate cake. But let, let's use something that's more concrete. Let's say <clears throat> working on anger or jealousy or gaiva. Every time I work on it, so again, I, I one time I was Kovish, I didn't say, oh, but here, let's even talk about Lush and Hara. I didn't. I, uh, I, I didn't say it. So I gained a certain mastery over me. I gained a certain <laughs> sense of control. The next minute, I spoke lashon hara, and and I blew it. But lemaisa, I gained some mastery, some control. The, the neshama <laughs> got bigger. It got bigger. It got bigger, and it grows and it grows and it grows. Now I may be the same, but if you work on that five years, ten years, twenty years, you might be a giant. You might be a phenomenal human being. You'll look the same as you and I, <clears throat> but. Your neshama became much larger. When your body's put in the ground, whoosh, you fill in, that, and you could be a giant. So, um, so that's the good news. You don't have to jump off the roof. You don't have to assume. Um, but, but it's important to understand that when you really work on stuff, you're not going to change. Oh, Rabbi Shaver is so depressing. I'm not going to change. You're not going to change. Again, don't please don't misunderstand. You're going to change, but, um, but you're not going to change. Yeah. I have read so many books about tefillah. And, and the authors make it sound like it's possible to have kavanah all the time. And I'm sitting That's there like not that. doing it. Just my kavanah is just not there as like for very much. And I'm thinking, are they actually ch- change themselves and they have kavanah all the time? Or as <clears throat> I'm crazy? Or... Do you have a question? Yes, yes, because I too am a human being, so I'm familiar with your question. <laughs> um, that's that's why I I can relate to your but question. They're human beings too, and they seem to talk <clears throat> as if they have kavana all the time. Not all the time, but <laughs> no, n- not kavana all the time. But working on dominating is is an avoda, and if you work on dominating, it grows. But you have to work on it in you know in a in a particular way, and there are various techniques. You have to close the books and dominate. You have to talk in, you know... By the way, I, I have religious moments. 
when I'm late and I can't find my keys. Hashem, please, please, please. But that's that's not, that's real. That's real tefillah. That's that's dominating. It's, I it's, even have religious moments when I daven. It's just not enough. <laughs> All right, we can discuss how and why. And then there's two. No, st- you're looking for the parking spot, and then you say, "Oh, thanks anyway." Yeah, God, I, I found it. Hashem, I don't need it. Yeah, thanks anyway. Yeah, deals off. All right. Um, yeah, but but uh, listen, dominating is 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 an avoda and requires work. But if you work on it, it definitely you know I think it definitely improves. Um, that is the single most spiritual activity you will ever engage in. You're talking to your creator. Now explain to you what that means. <laughs> right, but that that means as opposed to lip service, heart service as opposed to lip service means put the brain on on. But it's the most. It's transcend. It's, it's transcending. Trans, tra, transcendental. Transcendential. What meaning? What, what I mean by that is as follows: All of my senses deny Hashem's presence. Right? I, I don't feel Hashem. I don't sense Hashem. I don't, I don't. So, I relate to this world through my five senses, and all of my five senses deny Hashem's presence. For me to speak to Hashem, I have to shut off all of the stimuli that I'm normally accustomed to relating to the world and and I recognize Hashem's presence and I speak to Hashem right here you're transcending physicality you're you're going leagues leagues beyond and above anything of the physical world it's the single most spiritual activity you'll ever engage in um, if you die, if you're connecting if you're speaking to your creator if you just you're right if you're mouthing the words you're blah, 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 you know you're right it's 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 lip service it's not but if it's a vodisha believe, and then you're speaking to Hashem, which means perforce you're you're in a different dimension. You're you're not being blinded by the physical reality. You're not being limited by by the the world that I touch and I feel. So it's it's transcending and, and it's <clears throat> leagues and leagues above. Um, back on the farm. So here's what happens. I'm working on my area, whatever it may be, my gaiva, my kas, my kina, my sinna. Um, I'm making very, very little headway in the present entity called me. And by the way, even if it's like davening, so I work on davening, and I, I think I spend ten minutes before davening reading about the bria, reading about uh, you know things about science or nature, and I'm constantly. Do you, by the way, do you do that? Ten minutes a day, <laughs> ten minutes a day. Go on shoes dot com and, and I, I started doing. I did okay, go on the shoes wow. and I started watching this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The Wow, let me just, if anyone has not, W-O-W, Wonders of the World. There's a series I created of short videos, Wonders of the World. The reason why they're so great is because I have an editor who's a black fellow in Ohio. I met him, I, I needed something done, uh, so I contacted a Fiverr, and he did a phenomenal job. I said, this is great. Anyway, I've been working with him for years. I send him material, and he sends back this most incredible stuff, Like just like I'm blown away. He, we did one on the human body. I'm like... How did you come up with that footage? Like, wh- how about a, a bee stinger? Have you ever seen a bee stinger? The bee stinger, you know, when it stings, it, you know, the, the four parts of the bee stinger, there's a part inside, the, the, the outside part goes into the skin. Inside is a serrated edge. The serrated edge, there's a muscle on the back that begins pumping as soon as it, the bee leaves. That muscle puts the serrated edge, it puts the, the stinger deeper, deeper into the wound. Just when the, get, the stinger gets all the way in, when it's deeply penetrated, then the muscle, instead of vibrating, now begins pulsating, so the poison sac begins squeezing. Now, that's phenomenal, right? He has footage. 
to show that. I'm doing my routine about the beasting of the four parts, the serrated part, and the outside, and then the muscle squeezing. And as I'm doing it, he sends me back the footage, and you could see the muscle, and you could see the serrated edge, and you could see that. I'm like, <laughs> where'd you find? It? Okay. Anyway, so you, you go on the shmuzakam, look at wonders of the world, ten minutes a day before davening, just find a chiddush in the brief, find something, go see a picture, see a, read something, and and I think, you know, and then pay, I don't know, there's a lot of work, but the point is, when you work on davening, what you're doing is you're changing. Now, you will change very little, and you're going to feel like, I'm still not connecting to Hashem, I'm still not really, but, but that work is what's making you into a different entity. You may not sense it, you may not feel it, because again, I'm blinded by this body, and the body blocks me and doesn't allow me to sense it. But all of that work really changes me. And, and, and you do see some of it. You, there is some progress, but the progress is very slow. But that progress, when I'm done my job here, the body no longer blocks. And then whoosh, I become, hopefully, as great as I made myself into, I hope. Um, okay, we're good? Um, yes. Questions? Yeah. I, I find that very um, disturbing. Disturbing, very disturbing. Why? Because um, there are so many concepts that we learn about that sort of don't drive with that, right? I mean, give me one. Well, 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 just a few things. First of all, I mean, how how I just the least important. I I would think that that is is a cop out because you could delude yourself into thinking that you're growing and keep thinking that, yeah, I have this spiritual being of mine that's growing, but you're really not changing and you're really not being truthful with yourself. So that's that's the most, that's the okay. least of it. Um, getting to more and more important is that um, you know, supposedly after 120 years, Hashem shows you you and what you could have been, and as closely as you are similar to that being that's how much you've accomplished right so that i'm i'm not understanding okay. concepts um and and i mean just like for example moshe rabbeinu supposedly this is a medrash that that um uh, a king got a painting of moshe rabbeinu and said oh this that from from the from his painting i see that he is a cruel person and we know very well that that was Moshe Rabbeinu's natural inclination, but he totally overcame it. So, you know, these are Good. a few factors. Good. Okay, here we go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Yaakov meets Rachel at the well, and immediately he loves her, and they agree to get married. But <clears throat> Rachel explains, Lovan's father's a Ramai. Yaakov gives a simonim, Nidachal and Lachazaner, three mitzvah woman. Okay, good. Um, for the next seven years, Yaakov is working for his Rachel, and uh, Rachel is waiting patiently. And then Yaakov comes to Lovin and says, It's time to get married. So Lovin plans the party. Everyone gets married. Everyone's getting ready. And then Lovin tells Leah, Put on the wedding dress. Rachel sees that Leah is putting on the wedding dress. And she says, if I'm not going to give my sister the simonim, and my sister's going to be embarrassed, and I can't stand that to happen, she gave the simonim. Now, if you want to know what she did at that moment, basically she gave away her entire future. If you remember, Aini Leia Rakos, the eyes of Leia were red. Rashi explains, because people were saying, there are two children to Yitzchak, and two children to Lovan. The older to the older, the younger to the younger. So Esav is going to go 
to Leah, and uh, Yaakov is going to go to Rachel. Any Leah Rachel, Leah was crying and crying. Her eyes were bitter red because she was crying because she knew that she was supposed to be going to Esav. So basically, when Rachel um, said, I'm giving you the Simon, and basically, she was taking a mighty big risk. Not only would she potentially not marry Yaakov, not only would she not get her Besheret and the one she was waiting for, likely she'd end up by Esav. Okay, so she does this. Now, <coughs> if the story ended there, it would be pretty impressive. Roshalom Shadram made a point. I've never seen it inside, but <coughs> he says, if you notice, a few years later, um, when Ruvain comes back and he brings the Dudoim, and, um, and Rachel says, Could I have some new Dudoim? You've taken my husband, and now you want to take my Dudoim also? And Rachel says, okay, fine, here's the, the deal, you'll, you'll be with the tzaddik tonight and uh, for the, 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 the dudoim. Okay, now listen to, again, to what Leah said. You almost about stolen my husband, and now you want to take my dudoim also? What do you mean you've stolen? Rachel was the original one. Rachel kindly introduced you as well into the wedding. She, she, for all of she knew, she might not even be married. She generously allowed you to be the co-wife. And now you're saying, you've almost stolen my husband, and now you're going to take my dudoim also? How could you say those words? So again, I haven't seen any source for this, but Rosh Shadram says the answer is because Rachel never told Leah. Rachel just told Leah, these are the simonim. I know that these are the simonim, but she never told Leah that I'm supposed to marry that man. She never explained to her that that was my betrothed. <coughs> she just told Leah, these are the, I know that these are the Simonim, and <coughs> up until that moment, until maybe until they died, Leah did not know the sacrifice that Rachel made for her to introduce her into the, into the house of Yaakov as well. I didn't know that Yaakov was working for seven years? Yeah, Rachel? but not the details of it. Leah didn't know that. How did Leah not know that Yaakov was... It's her sister. Yeah, for what? You tell your sister if you're... <coughs> it's a dirt. Not if you don't want to embarrass her. No, what do you mean? It's for seven years he was working for Rachel. You know that because you, you read the credits. She didn't, <coughs> but she didn't they didn't read the credits. They didn't read the, the story. For seven years he's living in the yeah, house working for them. Oh, you, you know how many people lived in the house? How many people worked there? And she knows the details? What the deal is? What the de- how did she know? It's like she's, how did Rachel know then? Because Yaakov t- said to Rachel, I mean, they, they, he agreed, he met at the well and agreed to get married. She, so don't you come back and you tell your sister I'm getting married? Um, or I'm engaged to this man? Like, I, I don't know. How did Leah know? <laughs> Uh, listen, I, I hear the I don't hear the kasha as much, but I, let's leave that point out. Bottom line, it's like this: Rachel did something that's so beyond, like the the other sentiness, the the giving. The again, she gave up her husband because she didn't want her sister to be embarrassed. Okay, is that a good madriga? Okay, let's say you decided. I like that. That's that, I'm, that's me. I'm going to work to being that. I'm going to be so other-centered. I'm going to become such a giving person that I'm going to be willing to give up every, everything for... Right. What are the odds that you're going to reach that? Uh, all right. Oh, there. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> Negative ten. So let me be honest. See, I, you can only sit there because you haven't worked on it. I'm no, telling you... No, I, I, I can't. But but one can you 
Me? You. What are the odds? Not likely. Okay, so now, I, again, I can tell you this because I've worked on me. I've worked and worked and worked. I've done most exercises. If you, you go to Shmuel.com, you see the things I talk about. I'm, I'm working on this media, that media. You, you can tell I, I clearly spent a lot of time thinking about it, and I'm telling you, I also spent a lot of time working on it. And I can also tell you that I'm not, not like. It doesn't work. Now, don't get me wrong. People, when I say that, people say, oh, you mean just give up, just cop out and don't know. You're supposed to work. But the, the work is like, the growth, it's very important growth, but it's such small, in other words, oh, I don't know. Part of growing is having those opportunities, right? Like, I was presented in a small scale of that. I was, I had a sister that was older than me that still wasn't married, and she would have been, it would have really hurt her pride if I would have, started dating and so Rav told me not to date and so I had that little part of of giving up those years to date in order to not hurt her and yeah my my friends were getting married so only because that that was presented to me that I had that opportunity to do that and I don't know maybe if it was a harder situation maybe I would have been able to accomplish that as well okay but other people weren't presented with that so they an arm they never had that opportunity I want you to give up an arm to give up an arm if that would, if if you presented that to me, that that would both arms, <laughs> I would do it, and two legs. So there's something called a tzaddik who has accomplished great heights, and uh, someone called not a tzaddik. Right, but you it's, see, it's just not. No, but you see, we have to be realistic and know what's realistically attainable for me. I am not going to be Yaakov Avino. I'm not going to be Moshe Avino. I'm not supposed to be. And I'm supposed to recognize that no matter how much I aspire, no matter how much I desire, I ain't going to be there. 100%. But after 120 years, Hashem is going to show you that blown up Rabbi Schaefer, and, and then He's going to show you the other Rabbi Schaefer, and Ritz Hashem, it will be the same. Right. But so maybe with someone else, it won't be. So let me tell you why I was depressed for a good long time, because I realized the Rabbi Schaefer that I wanted to be, that I thought I'd be, I wasn't. And I said, oh my goodness, I'm toast. And and if you've read the, the Stop Surviving, you know the WYSIWYG muscle. Um, WYSIWYG is what you see is what you get, right? So that's like, right? Remember the word processor for the old for the old folks around here, right? You used to type in, you know, if you wanted to underline a, a line, you type in open brackets U and close brackets. That's what you'd see on your screen. But it was assigned to your printer. Your printer would underline it. If you wanted a bolder word, you say open bracket, close bracket B. That's what you see on your screen. Again, that would be assigned to the printer. Printed bold. Now. In the late 80s, technology evolved to WYSIWYG, so now you click on the B, and on your screen it's bolded. What you see on your screen is what you get in a printer. So and when I learned Mr. Sharm, which was a couple of times, I sincerely believe that WYSIWYG is shot, meaning curtain comes down, body's from the ground, I am frozen exactly where I'm at. And if you learn the Derech Hashem, he explains it's not true. It's not true. It, you're frozen at what you worked at, what you sincerely worked out, but you're not frozen at where you're at if where you're at was stopped by the body. I'll give you a good for instance. There are some people who have fierce tempers. Um, and, and let's say they work on it. And they got to an average, let's call it temper 0 to 100, and he was born with 80. And he really worked on himself. Mamish worked and worked and got himself to a 50. Still a pretty fierce temper. So you tell me for eternity he's going to have a fierce temper? Isn't that kind of like no, but 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 he will be shown that person. But one second. Temper no, but one second. Again, he started at he started at eighty, right? Eighty fierce, fierce temper. 
And he worked, and he worked, and he worked, and he worked, and he got down to 50. But 50 is still a pretty sincere, serious temper. He, he had get, to work more than someone who started at 30. So that, that I'm going to ask you a question. Do you mean forever he's paralyzed, he's crippled, he's... he's no, I'll be rewarded for that work between the <coughs> But forever he's going to have a fierce temper? It doesn't matter, he's not alive anymore. What is, uh, no, 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 no. WYSIWYG... When I, who am speaking to you, I will live forever. Will live forever. Now, whatever I change myself into is what I am. WYSIWYG means that when I leave this body, exactly my thoughts, my feelings, my value systems, I am what I made myself into. And what that means in plain language is I'm stuck at whatever level I'm at. When the curtain comes down, freeze, music stops, whatever. That's that's where I'm at. So if that's true, so obviously there's a great inequity in the system. Let's take a guy who started with an 80 temper. And he worked. He really worked. Sincerely worked. And he got it down to a 50. So it means for eternity, he's got that flaming anger. That flaming... Right? So the answer is... How hard you worked. But, but you are what you are. Right. In reality, you end up with that anger still. Right? And where does anger come in? You haven't listened to Shmooz number 47? I guess not. Oh, boy. WYSIWYG. Go back and read Stop Surviving. Right. But I'm saying, but when you're not alive anymore, where does anger come in? And where does desire come in? And where, does, yeah. how did Tita go back to the shmuz on Titus? Remember Titus when uh, when Uncle has brought him up been been a with the uh, black magic, and Titus said, "Kill kill the Jews because that's." But then another time you said that the <coughs> Rishon, when they died, that's well, well, the real ultimate Yeah. Uh, if Hashem, good question. Felt that you could only get to a fifty, and that's where he wants you to be, based on your circumstances. Then you you want. But WYSIWYG means you are where you're at, so it means forever have a fierce temper. But Hashem never intended for you to go There is a temper. You are. There's no temper when you're not. Yes, there is. If Hashem getting angry at. All right. So again, you have to go over that. But but anyway, the real answer. This is what the Derech Hashem explains. Is that. If you're the reason why you're only a fifty and not a zero in temper is because your body stopped you, but you really did the work, then <clears throat> the body was stopping, body stopping, stopping the body no, put in the ground, and then wish you become as great as you really work to make yourself into. Now, but that means, but you have to have done the work. If you cop out and say, well, whatever, I'm just gonna, I'm great because I'm great. No, it means if you really did the work and sincerely worked, but your body prevented you, then again you're able to just. Whoosh, fill that in because you, you, you did that work. The question becomes, like so you, what you're saying is there's a limitation to how far you could... You your body limits you, right. No, no your body no. could go. Right, no, but you, there's a limitation to what your body could go. There's a limitation to what you and the shaman could go. That's what you're saying. Because like, to use like a... a in the like, conscious eye... The of like, you know, working out. So you could take someone or an athlete. You could take somebody who is an athlete, no matter how much I would work on jumping or whatever, I am not going to slam dunk a basketball. It's not going to happen. Right. Where there are people who could do nothing, and they can. But the more you work out, and the stronger you get, and the more you, more you work on kinesiology, and the more you work on different aspects of sport, you know, different aspects of using muscles or whatever, you could define your body to be able to reach the optimum that your body can do. Right. And the same thing, I assume, goes for the Yishama also. That working on Midos and working on, working on yourself... But it's only going to get to a point. Like you're not meant to be, and not every person is, is meant to be at a certain peak or whatever it is. Well, but so what you're saying is the contrary. So like if, you, if somebody works on themselves, just like when you stop working out, your, your muscle is going to turn to fat. 
And the same way, if you stop working on your mitos, it's going to do a turn to... Right. What, what, I'm, what I'm saying is, is like this. There are certain things that your body is going to prevent you from doing. Let's say a person had you know, no legs. They could be in great shape, but they're not going to jump. They're just not going to jump because they don't have legs. But why aren't they going to jump? Because they don't have legs. It's not a lack in the neshama, not a lack in the will, and not a lack of a desire. It's a lack the body is... So he's not going to jump because he doesn't have legs. So too, your body can hold you back. Your body is going to make it more difficult for you to dominate. Your body is going to make it more difficult for you to uh, to work on anger and jealousy, whatever it is, right? So those things, if you work as much as you can, but it's your body that's preventing you, so your neshama gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Your body still prevents you from changing. The neshama's not able to do its job. You're blocked, you're held in, but the neshama's still growing and working. Once the body's put in the ground, it no longer stops you, and then whoosh, you fill in that full size, you fill in that greatness, and you fill in... One second, that's a ladybug. Have respect for a lady. Why not? Oh. Oh, yeah, cute. You can take it home. But you know what I'm saying? I, see, the ladybug stopped this whole train of thought. My bad. You, you know what I'm saying? You know, it's meaning it's the body that. Right. Well, the body is what prevents me from changing, and the body prevents me from growing as I want to. So, for instance, let's say I decide I'm going to be like Rachel. It's not going to happen. It's just not, no matter how hard I work, no matter how, it's just not going to happen. That doesn't mean I can't potentially reach that. You could potentially, if you work and work, you could potentially reach that. My body's going to prevent me, so I'll never practically reach it. But if in the potential I reached it, when my body's put on the ground, I might be that. Right away, grows. What, what? Right when you die, your grows? No, in the Olam and Hashem, it's why it takes time. I don't know. you got to ask the capitalist. I don't know. But that instant, in... In all the manashamas, you, you expand. You, At what point are you judged? Before you reach your full? Oh, all these questions, everything, all these questions in one fell swoop, in one sitting, we've got to answer all of mankind's problems, right? Um, let's, one thing at a time. One, one, one thing at a time. In other words, in all of manashamas, you're able to access energy, you're able to grow into what you should have been if your body hadn't stopped you. So, uh, again, uh, is that answer a cop-out? Yeah, yeah it's, it's not at all a cop-out. It's very, it's very heartening, because what it means is, I, I could be a, a motion man. How can I be a motion man? I'm not. I'm a little slow. How could I be? The answer, if I'm working, working... Well, everyone I, could achieve perfection in the next world. Right, okay. but not here, because my right. body's right. stopping. It's preventing. Right. But if you sincerely work, but again, it's sincere work and really doing, and again, the body holds back, then again, in theory, you could could escape the, the, the confines of physicality. All right, good? Good. Okay, ladies, thank you. If anyone wants... Oh, I have to make a plug for the book. One second, if, if anyone's still on time. If you have not gotten a chance to get the 10 really dumb mistakes very smart couples make, go to theshmooze.com. You could get it, or you can come to Tim Aaron Way. You can pick it up, copy. Um, also, the uh, schmooze... The, uh, this is still on. Let me do my announcement, please. i got to do this. I'm sorry, please. This is my, this is my paid announcement. My sponsor won't pay me otherwise. Um, also, if you're not getting the, um, the, the uh, weekly, the daily dose, no, we don't do daily dose. We do three, four times a week. We send out these very inspirational short videos. If you'd like to get them and you'd like to know about all the various schmooze, uh, shurim, etc., if you go to the schmooze.com, you'll see a WhatsApp, WhatsApp sign up, the banner to sign up for WhatsApp. If you just click on it, it'll put you into the, into the schmooze WhatsApp because of group. 
I hope to see you next week. You're Thank on you. And and on Naki Radio. Now one second. Now I'll stop it, and then you could do whatever you want to do. One second. Go for it. We're off the air. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I, I, I thought we were done. I, My sponsor is going to stop sponsoring. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to lose the, yeah. big bu- the big bucks. Who is that? I'm I don't know. We're going to find out. Are you supposed to know what that question is? Yeah. <laughs> we learned right. that, that um, after Hamalka at current time was able to combat Esau's Zuchas of Kibar Ha've'im even though she didn't have parents. Right. So we have a client who with Dan oh, right, start doing the only reason we were able to defeat Haman was because of because of Esther's which was untainted by physical parents. Interesting. She worked on she worked on her I'm a couple's 